Oh, yeah. What's going on, Brooklyn? What's going on, everyone? It is a new day at the Brooklyn Paper Radio. I am Johnny Kunin. How you doing? Zachary Gwalbin, the editor's chief seat. Yes, sir. Happy to be here. Happy to see you. How you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. Yourself? How are you on this wonderful Monday morning? You know what? I'm good, and let's leave the pleasantries right there. It's a busy day. We got a lot to cover. Kevin Duggan in the number three seat. Hello. Uh, I'd ask you what we're doing today, but first, I have to give a mention to our awesome sponsors, Brookdale University Hospital and Medical Center, the leader of healthcare in East Brooklyn. Zach, they do all kinds of stuff. Yes, they do. But they wanted us to mention their state-of-the-art heart health care. So get your you know heart checked out. Make sure that thing's ticking and you're hearing us talking. Brookdalehospital.org. Set up an appointment today. Zach, what do we got today? All right. So we've got a, a great show for you guys today. We're going to be starting with some BQE news, the latest uh, BQE updates with our reporter, Kevin Duggan. And we're also going to have Peter Bray from the Brooklyn Heights Association. He's the executive director, and he's going to give us his thoughts on uh, last week's recent updates. Uh, we had a big town hall that Kevin covered last week that uh, that I'm sure we're going to discuss. And then after we get through the BQE stuff, we're going to talk some Brooklyn Nets. Uh, excuse me, playoff bound Brooklyn Nets. That's right. Yeah, they, let's uh, go Nets. Yeah, they they clinched a spot yesterday. They had a big weekend, two huge wins, and uh, right now they're in the in the sixth seed and. Um, you know, we'll see how things shape up. Uh, you know, when the season ends on Wednesday, but uh, they're they're in a, a good spot. So, uh, congratulations to the Nets. Yeah, Brooklyn Nets. So, Kevin, you know, before we call Peter, any opening thoughts on the BQE? Are we putting it on the the Brooklyn Promenade? Uh, a lot of thoughts on the BQE. Um, it's been a lot going on, especially in the last week. There was a bit of uh, momentum, new momentum on this project. So. It kind of it goes back years, but most recently, I guess it goes back to September of last year when the Department of Transportation proposed uh, two plans to repair the triple cantilever section, which is between Adams, uh, uh, sorry, Sand Street and Atlantic Avenue uh, of the BQE, um, which is a crumbling structure which would have to be shut down for trucks in 2026, I believe, uh, and for cars in general, I think. Uh, twenty thirty six. So this is not like an any day the thing's just going to crumble and everybody's going to die. It's worth thinking we have another five six years. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm always scared when I drive on it. I'm thinking this might be the time. Yeah, I mean, if there have been uh, tours inside the BQE and that you can see like how it's kind of crumbling in certain parts, but it will take a while for that to actually happen. But still, if you think about all the processes that the city and and state and so on have to go through to repair. It is actually quite a tight timeline, regardless. Sure. To get a proposal on how to deal with this, that can take years. Well, I'll tell you so. what, I have a proposal oh. today for how to fix this, but we're going to give Peter Bray a call right now, get his thoughts, and then I'll run my proposal by him. And if he stands by it, we're really cooking with fire. So well, let's, let's know, give him a call. There's a lot of proposals out there at the moment, so you never know. <laughs> are there really, though? There are. Tons. Do you know all of them? Because maybe mine's not, you know, no idea is original, I always say. So maybe mine's not. But I think I think it is. We'll see. Brooklyn Heights Association. Yeah, is this Peter Bray? Yes, it is. Peter Bray, this is Johnny Cunin. How you doing? I got Zach Gwelb here and Kevin Duggan. This is a Brooklyn Paper Radio. Thanks for joining us. You're very welcome. Uh, let's talk BQE, shall we? Uh, is there anything else to talk about? <laughs> well, give us your opening thoughts here. What's going on? The, the floor is yours. The, I think 
a, um, a threshold has been achieved, an inflection point, with the uh, mayor's announcement that um, uh, City Hall has created a panel of experts to reconsider the BQE project. So clearly the city is saying uh, that it um, made a mistake uh, before with its original two plans, that it didn't uh, widely um, consider uh, other options, and now it's time to take a fresh look. And the fact that the uh, panel was announced on the day of the uh, town hall meeting that took place uh, in Brooklyn Heights that attracted a overflow audience of more than a thousand people to listen to uh, many elected officials uh, say exactly that that they that they could not support a plan for the project that did not enjoy uh, wide community support. So I think that uh, we've achieved a significant um, initial um, victory uh, by the organizing work that's been taking place in the community since the September 2018 public meeting that DOT held uh, to convince the city that a better solution has to be found to reconstruct the BQE. Now, Peter, this is Kevin. How are you? Um, I remember I was on the phone with you uh, maybe a week before the town hall, and you mentioned that you know there was some big news coming down the line. Um, so you, you obviously knew about these things a bit in advance. Can you give us a little bit of behind the scenes, like the discussions between BHA and maybe and the mayor's office? Like, when did you know that this panel was going to come together? And did you know it was going to be announced on the same day as your town hall? We had heard rumors to the effect that uh, this panel would be created. Uh, we didn't hear it directly from uh, City Hall, and we did not know that the announcement would be made the day of the town hall. Uh, but when we got a heads-up call um, a few hours before the town hall meeting, uh, it didn't surprise us that City Hall was trying to get a jump on the publicity that would follow the town hall and trying to uh, deflect some of the pressure um, and the uh, political um, blowback that would uh, occur uh, from the town hall meeting. So uh, I think there's no question that by scheduling the town hall meeting, it put considerable pressure on City Hall to take that step. But it was it was something that clearly they had been um, considering for a number of weeks, and uh, it was something that the BHA had been calling for um, since the very beginning of this year. We had sent a letter to Commissioner Trottenberg. Uh, in very early January, after the governor had come out and brought in outside experts uh, to take a look at the uh, L-Train tunnel project. And that um, prompted us to 
uh, write to uh, the commissioner, write to the mayor, and say, uh, we think that uh, there needs to be a fresh look taken at uh, the way in which the city is considering rebuilding the BQE. That's interesting that you mentioned uh, the the governor's um, approach to the L train because it does look quite similar in the way like the governor also convened a panel on that and now the mayor's convened his 16 person um, panel now I guess uh, just from a point of view of the Brooklyn Heights Association where do things stand for you guys at the moment are you guys in in touch with with this new panel already or have you heard anything from them Uh, I'm sorry have we heard anything from whom the uh, the expert panel have you been in touch with them already um, the the um, head of the panel uh, has reached out to say that he's looking forward to uh, working with the BHA and that uh, the panel will uh, convene uh, later this month and that the uh, panel will seek um, uh, to engage with um, a group of local stakeholders. So we're looking forward to that engagement process and um, and um, continuing to advocate with the panel that the six-lane highway uh, on the promenade be um, no longer considered as a viable option by the city. So that's definitely out then? Uh, I would say it's definitely out. Um, um, you know, there's there's been no uh, official announcement that the city is no longer considering what we call the promenade highway. But by the same token, we think that convening an expert panel um, is a sign that the city is shifting perspective and that, uh, you know, for months it's kind of been locked into uh, viewing the project only from a very narrow lens that it can't, um, undertake the project by going outside its narrow right-of-way. And I think that uh, both the expert panel and the uh, fact that um, other creative uh, proposals have begun to emerge from within the community and by the uh, Bjorki Engels group, that uh, there's now... Uh, I think a momentum uh, that uh, is in favor of uh, taking a a new look at the plan and uh, reconfiguring the city's approach to how this project gets implemented. Hey, Peter, this is Zach. Um, we've heard a lot of feedback from our readers about. Um, the- I'm having trouble hearing sorry. you. I'm sorry about that. Uh, we've heard a lot of feedback from our readers who have kind of said that they're not thrilled with the expert panel because there's a lack of local representatives, you know, on that panel. So what can you say to kind of maybe ease their minds a little bit, letting them know that, hey, you know, the community is still going to play a big part in this? Well, that's something that is uh, um, something that we've heard as well, and we're going to be addressing that uh, both with the panel and with our elected representatives. All right, well, this this might be our final question here because we know you're a busy man and we got uh, some other stuff to cover today too. And I just want to ask you, I actually have a proposal for how to fix this problem. Can I just run it by you and get your opinion? You don't have by to. By all means, we'd all right. love to hear it. 
I'm, I'm not an engineer. I'll open by saying that. But what I'd like to see happen is instead of we're not putting a highway on top, we're turning this triple cantilever into essentially an above ground tunnel. And so what you're doing is you're building a sidewall on what would be, I'm, I'm not sure, is that Columbia Street that, that runs uh, down there? You'd build uh, Furman Street. Furman, that uh, was, was going to say. below the triple cantilever. So you're putting up a sidewall on Furman Street that can have, you know, parts that are open glass that, you know, people can still see out. You're not going to, we're not going to ruin the view because it's a nice view for drivers going by there. I'm not trying to shut them in. You, we work out the ventilation one way or another because I understand ventilation is a problem. But we're building this instead of having a, a what is essentially two cliffs that could fall and crack and shatter and kill. We're building a sidewall tunnel to add some weight distribution and solve our problems. And I think it could be built potentially, and this is where I might be going too far, without even shutting down the road altogether. Are you with me? I think that, you know, I, I think all creative ideas uh, need to be put into the hopper. Uh, something that we've heard from DOT is that the uh, existing structure is um, its deterioration is extensive, uh, that that deterioration is uh, accelerating. And so uh, propping up the triple cantilever on the western uh, side of it uh, might not be sufficient from an engineering standpoint to hold up the structure. Okay. That the, that the deterioration affects how the existing roadways connect into the uh, hillside, and that's what um, requires um, dismantling and rebuilding. So uh, it's an interesting idea. Um, you know, we think that DOT ought to be open to uh, every uh, feasible idea that uh, the community and others come up with. And one doesn't have to be a highway engineer in order to have a good idea. And I think that's been clear from uh, the um, ideas that have surfaced so far. All right. So you're saying there's a chance. Kevin. You may have the solution. <laughs> All right, Kevin, you got one more? I mean, there are a lot of ideas out there, as we've already seen. Uh, but I guess, Peter, could you give us a little insight into what's next? Uh, what can the community expect from this uh, project now that an expert panel is looking at? When, they, when can they get involved again? You know, what's the next big thing coming up for? Well, that's BQE? something that, that has to be determined. Um, our understanding is, is that the panel has been given uh, a 90-day... Uh, mandate to evaluate all the uh, alternatives that have been proposed thus far to consider any new alternatives that um, uh, arise and to uh, submit their findings at the end of this three-month period. Um, we don't know exactly what the panel schedule will be. We do understand that, uh, that it will be engaging with a um, fairly extensive group of, of, of 
community groups and other local stakeholders at the uh, beginning of this process and later on in the process. So, you know, as I mentioned, uh, one of the things that we're going to focus on is to see whether we can broaden the uh, community's role in the panel. So that's that's one next step. And, uh, uh, you know, another next step is, is that we want to um, work with um, the um, Bjorki Ingalls Group to see if, um, if that um, concept can be extended and built out further. Um, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's a terrific start, uh, but we would like to see uh, more work done on that concept uh, north of uh, the Columbia Heights overpass. Well, Peter, thanks so much for taking the time, and we'll uh, certainly reach out to you again in maybe a couple weeks to a month and see where we're where we're going, where we're headed, and if my idea's got any legs. <laughs> well, uh, we'll look forward to talking to you. We're sure that uh, that a lot will transpire in the next month or two. So, uh, I look forward to uh, continuing this dialogue. Well, we appreciate it. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Peter. Have a good You're very one. Welcome. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, that was Peter Bray. Great stuff from Peter, huh? Yeah, it was uh, it was very interesting as well that he gave that timeline of ninety day uh, for the mandate uh, for them to evaluate the different alternatives. I hadn't heard that timeline before. Not a lot of time. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of brain power there. You've got sixteen people. So, you know, you've got academics, uh, engineers, um, architects, labor groups. Uh, building industry advocacy groups, what like there's just a lot of uh, brain power in the room. Open to the public? Not, not as far as I know. I don't think so. Can um, we get a seat in that room? A lot of people have wanted to get a seat in that room. Um, the leader of another advocacy group who's been very prominent in this fight, a better way, uh, which came out of the uh, out of resistance to the DOT's B- BQE plan. Uh, their leader, Hillary Yeager, has uh, sat down with the mayor to ask to get a seat at the table as well. They didn't. They, she said it wasn't likely to happen. Uh, but as you heard from Peter Bray, these organizations are trying to get more communities involved. I've also heard um, from locals that they would like to see the community, community, sorry, community board two involved. So community boards two and six are pretty much very he- heavily affected by this construction project. So I'm sure some people on those. Uh, boards would like to have a voice as well so you know there's a lot of people that want to at the moment it seems like the mayor wants to restrict it to this expert panel uh but you never know they they left the option open of adding more experts they said all right well then there's a there's a chance we will get in there we're a couple of experts yeah you never know right you never know confidence uh, brings you a long way <laughs> absolutely well all right well so that obviously that phone call and all of our phone calls all of our experts that we bring on the show are brought to you by brookdale university hospital and medical center the leader in healthcare in east brooklyn and part of one brooklyn health system which includes in case you didn't know interfaith and kingsbrook jewish medical it's not heart health month it's not women's history month but it's always good to know that your heart It needs to be looked after. Absolutely. So if you're not thinking about it, here's the Brooklyn Paper Radio telling you, make an appointment today at brookdalehospital.org. Get your heart checked out. Know your risks. Love your heart. They'll keep it ticking and hearing us talking. I thought of that last night, and I was like, (laughs) that's a line that I'm going to bring to the show. I don't know how you come up with them. I figured, you know what, that's a line I'm going to bring to the show. And so as long as they're our sponsor, you're going to hear that. Uh, Kevin, you're not a Brooklyn Nets fan, are you? 
I'm I'm not really uh, I don't really know that much about American sports. I'm afraid, as you can be here, I'm not from these shores, so you know I'm still trying to get a hang of it. But I really couldn't call myself an expert at all. Well, if you want to stay in, you can. If you want to leave and see if Bill Roundy's here, we would appreciate that. I can check if he's here. All right, all right. thank you. Well, thank you for uh, for bringing your expertise to the show, Kevin. And um, you know, r- listeners, stay tuned. We'll have Kevin on to talk about the BQE as more news continues to break. Yeah, read, listen, the whole bit. All right, thanks very much, guys. Thank you. So, uh, you know, Zach, I made this uh, Nets sound that I, I play. It's not it's not very good, Let's but hear uh, it. it's... Let's hear it. Okay, let me see if I can pull it up quick. Let's go Nets. <laughs> it's uh it's not great, but the Nets have made the playoffs. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. They clinched their spot yesterday with their win over number 5 Indiana, the team in, in front of them in the standings actually. But uh the Nets had a big weekend first. They they uh, took down my Boston Celtics. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and then they took care of Milwaukee on the road. That the was a big win. Seed. Didn't see that coming. Yeah, you know, 133 points against Milwaukee isn't isn't uh, easy to do, but they got it done and uh really it's been an incredible turnaround for the Nets. I mean, they started the year 8 and 18 and since then they've gone 33 and 22. So they've really stepped it up. Part of that was getting healthy, but part but the biggest part was just having these young players really gel and come together as a team they've got some uh, veterans in in the locker room that have helped but this is a young talented team on the rise and you know it was only what two years ago when they finished 20 and 62 and now here they are in the playoffs yeah it's uh, a great turnaround yeah absolutely i gotta tell you when we were planning this show a week ago i was planning on coming in here and calling into question some Mm -hmm. decisions made by their head coach uh kenny atkinson yeah who I sometimes uh, mistake with Chucky Atkins, former of course former player, um, but you know early on in the I thought we might be coming in here looking at the net schedule, which was the hardest uh, yeah. remaining schedule in the league. I thought we might be coming in here talking about you know womp 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 the mm-hmm. Nets have fallen out, and I was going to say you know earlier on in the year when uh, Atkinson was not playing three Angelo Russell yeah. in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. of games, they might have lost a couple games that had he been playing they would have won. But now I don't even get to bring that up. No, it's amazing how quickly things change, huh? Well, yeah. One week changes everything. And uh, But going back to Russell, I mean, what a year this kid has oh, had. Oh, huh? man. I mean, coming over from the Lakers as damaged goods, really. And then, you know, was an all-star this year, averaging more than 20 points, seven assists. I mean, he, he really has been a, a true all-star for, for the Nets and uh, really helped elevate this team. And, uh, you know, it's moves like that... Um, that general manager Sean Marks has made that have really helped, you know, quicken this, this rebuild. I mean, again, two years ago they were 20 and 62 and now they're in the playoffs. So it it really has been a remarkable turnaround for the Nets. Yeah, that's right. And so they have one remaining game against the heat. Uh, if they were to, should they lose that game and the magic win their game, uh, the Nets would play Toronto in the first round. Uh, if they win, they'll play Philly. I think, Everyone in this room would rather them play Philly. Probably, yeah. Uh, although both teams are tough. Uh, I was thinking if you were going to draft, you know, your top five players between Philly and Brooklyn, I don't, you know, want to make anybody upset here, but mm-hmm. you might, four of them might be on Philly. Yeah, sounds about uh, right. <laughs> um, but that doesn't mean the Nets can't win. No, anything can happen in the playoffs. And, uh, you know, especially in the course of a seven-game series, all all you need to do is get hot, you know, and the Nets have showed that they're capable. I mean, 
they, they've got some great outside shooting that should help in the series against Philadelphia, especially Joe Harris, right? who has been, you know, the smoking league's prominent. Joe. Yeah, smoking Joe, the, the league's prominent three-point shooter. I think he's making over 47% of his threes. So uh, he's he's somebody who you can really look out for to make an impact this postseason because the teams that win usually win with strong defense and strong perimeter shooting. Right. And if, if Harris is nails from beyond the arc uh, and you pair him with, with Russell and then uh, some, of the, some of the other guys who can penetrate the lane there, um, the Nets have something going there, and uh, they, they should be able to uh, put up a fight, whether it's against Philly or Toronto. Yeah, no, and, and I like them against Philly to some degree because I don't think uh, the Philly you know, 76ers have great guard defense. You know, I thought that was something they might address over the offseason, but they didn't. And so when you're running out uh, TJ McConnell and J.J. Redick, yeah. your guards, Dinwiddie uh, and Russell, have a chance to, to make some points. And so same with uh, Smoke and Joe. Uh, so we'll see what happens, and we'll certainly be your playoff picture here. And we'd love uh, your feedback and your thoughts, listeners. Uh, give us a, an email. Zach, what's the best way to write this show? Can we get an email for the show? Yeah, uh, you can send anything to, for now at least, uh, bpnewsroom at schnepsmedia.com. That's S-C-H-N-E-P-S media.com. Schnapp, schnapp, schnapp. Oh, yeah. So, uh <laughs> Yes, if you guys uh, have uh, any thoughts or ideas uh, that you want featured on the show, just shoot us an email, and uh, we'll be sure to get it on uh, on next week's show, which uh, we will continue our Brooklyn Nets coverage. Uh, we should have a clear postseason picture by then, and That's right. we'll be uh, taking you through the first round of the playoffs. And so this week, I don't think Bill Roundy is here today. It does not look like it, no. So listeners, you're on your own for what to do uh, this week. Although if you, you check out our website and read our paper, you'll find his articles for sure. Absolutely. Brooklynpaper.com. What what to do, where to do them, you just visit the website and we've got you covered. And so in lieu of Bill not being here, Zach, it's been week one in the yeah. books for you. Was That's it a good right. week? How you doing? Oh, it was a great week. You know, I, I had... A great time getting to know the staff here. Um, you know, Tony is is very much missed, but his presence is still here in 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 the room here and in the newsroom. That's right. And um, we are doing our best to uh, to continue to give you guys the best product possible. Um, and you know, really, it, it's been it's been great. I was uh, for me, it's a whole new experience coming from Queens, but I've come to learn that you know the people here. There's so much talent in this newsroom and in in our staff that it makes my job so easy. So, um, you know, I give props to them. Um, but we're we're really looking forward to uh, another successful week, putting out another great paper, and then, uh, you know, after after this radio show, maybe uh, maybe Johnny will have me back and we could do this again next week. Uh, oh, of course. Yeah, we'll be here. So a special thanks to Kevin Duggan, beat yes. reporter to the stars. Absolutely. Peter Bray joining us to talk about the BQE, the Brooklyn Nets for making the playoffs, Brookdale University Hospital for putting us in this room. Zach, thank you, sir. Thank you, Johnny, for running the show. Hey, listen, we'll see you next week, everybody. Thanks, guys. Peace out, Brooklyn. <laughs>